You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. This is Rick, uh, as usual, and this is Paul, as always. Hello, Paul. How are you doing today? Hello, mate. I'm lovely. Good. Good. Um, all right. So... Our topic today is what is the best year for adventure games, um, particularly classics, but we can open it up to anything. I think we're just going to choose within the classic realm anyways. Uh, but this is, you know, just to lay the goalposts down, we are looking at adventure games specifically and not games of particularly any other genre that came out the same year. But as far as adventure games go, which was the best, greatest, most important, whatever, however you choose to interpret best year for adventure games we're going to argue this now a couple of points going into this number one we agreed to disagree and when i say that i don't mean like you know respectfully oh you have your opinion i have my opinion and we'll just agree to that i mean like no i i told you that you can pick your year and i will guarantee that i will pick a different year even if you pick the year that i was going to pick I would have to choose a different year because we have to disagree on this. So I gave you the first pick for any year. I really want to drive this home. I really want this to be reflected on the record that you, mm-hmm. you picked. Uh, actually, I don't even know which year you picked. You didn't pick the year that I picked, which is my first choice, which I swore would have been your first choice. But let's hear it. What's your favorite? What, what do you think is the greatest year for adventure games? God, I I was a lot more confident in my choice until I started picking up on the tones of your voice over the last few minutes. Uh, But my pick, I guess, is 1989. 89. Okay, that's a a really good year. Actually, uh, I think you said you're probably going to choose between 88 or 89. And I said, like, whatever, I don't care. That's nowhere close to where I'm going. I'm going 93. Um, So, and, you know... If 93 just didn't even exist, I would definitely say it's somewhere between 88 and 89. Like, you would have a really strong case if you could choose both of those years. But you had to choose one or the other. So um, you went with 89. So tell us what you liked about 1989. You know, what's funny is that this when we structured this episode it wasn't really wasn't really going to be designed so much as a, as an argument until you realized how much more dominant your year was going to be <laughs> over mine <laughs> i, I, really I become... called an audible on this one i hey I, I did say that we were going to disagree i did say that i would not choose the same year that you chose <laughs> all right god uh, i'm gonna get destroyed I, I purposely i didn't look at 93 so my my reactions will be genuine so i don't know what's coming but but i do know for, for 1989 so um God and and I'll be honest. When I made the notes, I I started drifting from adventure games for for some reason. And, and when I was all done, I looked back in hindsight and I was like, oh look, I got like Prince of Persia and Sim City. This is going to be pretty good. <laughs> and now, <laughs> okay, Golden well, I'm Axe not going to allow Sim City, but for this, okay, sure, I'll, I'll grant you Prince of Persia. That could be adventure. It, I, it's not an adventure game. Don't get me wrong, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. See, the fact that you're willing to give that to me is just like. <laughs> I feel, you know, I feel, I feel like you're playing kickball with a child right now. You're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> round the bases, mate, or whatever you do in a ball game. All right. Well, oh, shit. I'll, I'll say, I will say this. I'm going to really have to glance over a lot of my entries uh, because we just don't have time enough for in one episode for me to cover every single adventure game that came out in 1993. So um, I'm going to start. I'm going to, I'm going to gently pass you the ball just by saying, hey, you know what? 
just to just to set up some of the significance of the year, just talking about like just establishing that this was an impact year for adventure games. I'll lightly throw you the ball and say that '93 was the year that Mist and Return to Zork came out. And funny, the reason why I mentioned those two together is that, uh, funny enough, Return to Zork actually came out like two weeks before Mist did, even though Mist sort of became uh, known as the innovator of that, you know, um, first person puzzle style. Um, it was definitely the one that made it most famous and sort of like uh, splintered adventure games off into a path that would eventually head down to like the hidden object games and stuff like that but um uh yeah, yeah we're not saying that mist ruined adventure games but it ruined adventure games <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well i i will not i i didn't play all of mist i i didn't care for it too much so i didn't play all of it but i'm not going to judge it i will say i will give it its due for being important i'll give it its due for being like you know bringing a lot of mainstream attention to video games and it, you know it was a force for good um and i will not blame it for anything that came down the pipes in its wake. But, I, um, I will to all of those uh, things. Missed and Return to Zork. And uh, I, I guess I guess I'll also kind of go in the same vein. Seventh Guest came out in 1993. So that's uh, that's the first three I'll just list right off and then pass the ball to you. What 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 do you have to counter? If you, if you had three that you could just throw away and one included Mist, I'm in a lot of trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm sure the listeners are picking up the subtleties of your wording. You're like, I'll just pass you the ball. Here you go, Chief. It's like you're giving me I'm a... I'm not making this subtle in the slightest. <laughs> I can feel the patronizing taps on my head. <laughs> As you look down upon me, Jesus. Um, I'm in trouble, mate. This list is really short. Um, <laughs> like, when we started the episode, I, I, I copy and pasted the Sierra ones, and I was like, oh, well, you know, d- don't mention Hoyle's Book of Games because card games are yucky, and, and also it's not an adventure game. But now I'm like, well, maybe I should mention <laughs> Hoyle's <laughs> official book of bloody games because I ain't got much more after that. Um, all right, I'll start off... Let me go with the two weakest entries, which would be uh, Codename Iceman, which was a, a notorious flop and the, the, the <laughs> game that the game that was was so kind of admittedly bad that that it caused Sierra to actually begin using techniques such as beta testing. They were like, you know, <laughs> once Iceman came out, we realized it's probably important that the designers talk to the coders. I'm like, really, you made it all the way to '89 before you came to that conclusion. <laughs> She actually had some really good games before this, but that, this was the game. They were like, yeah, maybe maybe everyone should get together for lunch sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, this codename code Iceman, which I, I can't judge because I haven't played it yet. I, I eventually will just because I want to see if it's as bad as everyone says. Um, and then the other one I want to play someday is Manhunter 2 San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Again, I've, I kind of have no experience with those. I, I want to play the Manhunter series. Um, so yeah, those I think those are my weakest two. Uh, I, I will say, Codename Iceman. Uh, I, I agree. I've heard a lot of people say it wasn't that great, but uh, for as small of a division of the gaming world that the classic gamers are, there is within that a small cult following that actually likes Codename Iceman. So you know, give it, give it its due. It does have some fans. Yeah, and honestly, I'd like to hear from them fans as to, to you know, what they liked about it. Because inevitably, I will play it one day, but I, I'd like to hear some positive things about it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I uh, I, um, I played the first part, and it was all right. I, I played right up until you actually needed the manual to get any further. <clears throat> but um, what I did play seemed okay. 
You know, I, I will share really quickly, I, I, not to divert to, to somebody else's form of content, but uh, there's a mate LGR on YouTube. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with him, again, Small Circle. Uh, he'd done an episode where he went to an abandoned computer warehouse, picked up an old PC Junior, and it turned out that that PC Junior was owned by Ken Williams himself. Um, he wrote Ken Williams, got confirmation that that was indeed, you know, at one point one of his uh, computers at work at Sierra. And within the hard drive that, that in the video you can see barely works, he found the beta version of Codename Iceman. Wow. Which I, it's just, it was so cool. It's like my favorite video on YouTube of all time, just because it's like the ultimate treasure hunt that he actually found it. And, uh, I, you know, it's a gray area. I'll just say he, he did stick it up on, on archive.org. But yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. So I'd like to, if anyone likes to muck around beta versions and stuff like that, well, check that, that's that really cool. Out. So like the, the least liked Sierra game, but an incomplete version <laughs> of it. Awesome. That's, that's great. Way to sell it. When you, yeah, when you reduce it to its <laughs> most basic form, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, how you turn me against Kathy Rain. You're really good at this. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll also throw away a couple of outliers. Um, they're, they're probably not the strongest ones here, but um, 1993 also saw Blue Force, Police Quest Open Season, and Return of the Phantom. So, you know, kind of the underdogs, they're not really, you know, people have things to say about them. They're, um, they didn't, uh, they're not the toast of the conversation, but they are there just to show that it was a healthy year for adventure games, that they were coming out. It was like, it was still strong genre at this period because they were throwing out these games. Like, it was a viable genre where people could just say, hey, let's make an adventure game because this might actually make us some money. So you got some of those <laughs> going on. Um... A couple other ones, which I'm just going to also throw away just because I hear good things, but I haven't actually played it myself. You know, I'm really not going to be able to talk very in-depth about any of these just for the sake of time, but um, uh, especially going to throw away the ones I don't know intimately. So that would include uh, Shadow of the Comet came out that year. Eric the Unready has a big following, or, well, big following as far as this small little niche that we inhabit. <laughs> um, Veil of Darkness and... Um, I don't know anything about this game, but I just love its title. The Adventures of Melvin Freebush. <laughs> is he a nudist? So this, was, so this was a year where adventure gaming was so strong that people had faith in releasing a game called Adventures of Melvin Freebush. A guy named Melvin walking around with no pants, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're, that's a great point, though. Adventure games were probably at the, their peak in 93, where, where studios, like, that was the hot thing to make, you know, as, as it just isn't anymore. It's just, it's kind of fun to fantasize about that time. I did, uh, uh Return of the Phantom, uh, I played a few minutes of, and I really enjoyed it. I want to get back to it. And I, do, uh, I did play Blue Force, which was a good game, but I think it's humorous that it's a game about being a cop, and 90% of that game, you're off duty because you're injured <laughs> and you have to sneak around the red tape to get anything done. It's like the one perk of being a cop you can't even use in that bloody game. You're just a civilian who was a cop a few weeks ago. It's quite strange, but it, it was enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I did play a little bit of Return of the Phantom. I played a little demo disc that, uh, you know, back in the day when three and a half inch demos came on the magazine covers. On the ma yeah. Yeah, so I got, I got it through there because my parents actually owned a magazine store. So I got a bunch of those uh, from magazines that didn't sell. Um, but it's also just kind of interesting to note out of that selection just because uh, Police Quest Open Season came out. And then that was the same year that uh, Jim Walls, who did not 
work on Police Quest Open Season went off on his own to make Blue Force. So uh, you get two police games, and um, they're both um, one is a Police Quest and one is by the guy who started Police Quest. So they're, you know they're just little. <laughs> if you like Police Quest, that was your year, I guess. Yeah, no, there's some ironies there. Yeah, how Daryl took over and and Jim mm. did the other one. Interesting. All right, well. God, I'm trying to stall and stay on your topic because my list is is pretty short. <laughs> like, let's let's keep talking about them demo discs, mate. Um, all right, so uh, one of my weaker ones I forgot to mention. I'll throw it away real quick. It was was Tex Murphy Mean Streets. Um, okay, it's a game yeah. I've, I've wanted to play. Have you ever played it? Um, a, a little bit. I played it a couple times at a friend's house when I was younger, but um, I, I wouldn't say extensively. Okay, yeah, I was I've been meaning to play it. Kind of one of those games is so many on the list are but yeah so i'll throw i'll throw mean streets away i don't know really enough about it to say i i played under a killing moon a long time ago and loved that um so i've got faith in in the tex murphy series but um all right so anyway um oh i'm sorry again, I, I just i just wanted to, i just saw another name on the list here and uh i just wanted to go on you know because i already mentioned blue force the police quest open season so just to kind of finish off that list um i was kind of saving this for like a heavier hitter but um just to match up with like the whole uh, detectiving and stuff like that. I do have, uh, 1993 did have Salmon Max Hits the Road. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was going to get that out of the way while we're on theme. That's a great one. Yeah, I really, really, I just recently played that for the first time and, and it was really fun. It was a really cool game. And uh, I, Steve Purcell, the guy who created that, uh, went on to work for uh, Pixar. Does a bunch of pretty cool stuff. Oh, that's with right. Them, I forgot so. about that. Yeah, one day I was watching uh, one of the Toy Story shorts with my son, and there was a making of afterwards, and you know, I'll pop Steve Purcell, and I kind of hit pause to Google it real quick. I'm like, is this the same Steve Purcell? Like, and, and it was, so it was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, it was Around my son was two, I was actually forcing him to watch the Sam and Max animated series I got on Amazon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just just trying to, you know, Pavlov's dog him into liking all these things. <laughs> all right, so um, I'll, I'll move on to my... Uh, semi-final round here. <laughs> Are we there really already? Holy crap. I'm going to have to go through a whole bunch of these. All right. <laughs> really, yeah, there's really a disappointing amount here. Um, uh, and crap, I, I forgot, again, I forgot to take Adventure Games off my list, so I, I can't talk about Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which I was really looking forward to talking about. <laughs> but you found a way to sneak it in anyways. <laughs> I did, I did. I, hopefully it wasn't too ham-fisted, but it was indeed intentional. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, crikey, I've got, like, not many. Okay, um, Leisure Suit Larry Free uh, came out. And actually, hold on, let me try that again. Leisure Suit Larry Free, passionate patty in pursuit of the pulsating pectorials, not because I like alliteration, but because it takes longer to say the whole title, <laughs> and therefore making it seem like I have more to say than I really do. <laughs> Which I thought was, uh, it's actually probably one of my favorites, like, top two. Uh, in the series from what I've played. I haven't played all of them, but, um, you know, Leisure Suit Larry 1 is a classic. Leisure Suit Larry 3 being one of the only other ones that I've actually played. That was actually a really good game. I really liked that one. Uh, so she said it's kind of like two in one. You get to play as Larry and then you get to play as Patty. That, that was really cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I really liked 3 and I, I remember playing it when I was a bit younger. Um, I thought it was really cool that you could you could play as, as both of them, as you just said. That was pretty cool. And I, like you, I've only actually played the first three, but I also played seven as well, hmm. um, for whatever reason. So, Do you ever play six? No. Because I, I heard seven's... that was a really good one, and it came out in 1993. Ah. 
So actually, I, I can't even be mad at that. That was well done, mate. Nice. <laughs> just Got so him. you know, just so you know. <laughs> if only I'd said yes, and six was actually my favorite. That would have been <laughs> nailing my own coffin. <laughs> <laughs> You should have just been like, oh, man. You should have seen it coming and just been like, oh, man, that was like the horrible one. <laughs> but no, I, um, did, I did confirm um, before the show that Larry Six was one of the better ones. I, I do remember it was um, – there was somewhere in the five, six, seven. There's one of them that people said was actually quite good. Uh, so I did uh, check with a friend of mine who knows these kind of things. And uh, she did confirm with me that Six was a good one. Um, Thanks, Anna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you knew. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, nineteen ninety three, Larry Six. What else you got? Anna's who Al Lowe calls whenever he's getting shit from from women on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Girls could like it too. I promise. Defend me. Um. <laughs> all right. So I, I've only I've only got four left, and and I love these four. So so that's why I've been been kind of stalling a little bit so I'll, I'll i'll give you two right now and then and then i'll finish up with, with the other two so again I, I love these four which is why i picked 89 because i imagine i guess to those listening they're probably wondering why i picked this year because up until this very yep. point i haven't sounded like i even you know <laughs> sounds like i drew it out of a hat at this point but <laughs> but i promise the reason i did is because the these last four are, are i think they're all three of the four of them are, are all extremely iconic um i i think the the one that's maybe not, let's say, iconic or whatever, if you could see my air quotes going up, um, but is still a well-known and loved game, is Indiana Jones and the Lost Crusade. Yes. And I, I love that game to death. I, I replayed it recently, and actually, it was one of the few... I, mean, this is, I don't know why I'm saying this. It was <laughs> one of the few times... <laughs> it was one of the few times I replayed a game and was like, oh, I actually don't like this that much. <laughs> 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 I'm already dead and buried. I might as well just, just trying to win it. at this point. <laughs> no, it's it's a great game. I love it. It's not that it doesn't hold up or anything like that. It still it still does. It was just there's a lot more of that game is being stuck in the, in the maze like castle for way too long. There's just so much walking around bloody hallways in that game and and uh, in the blimp. There's just there's just a lot of of walking up and down ladders and hallways and stuff in that game. It it takes up way too much of of it. But um, either way, it is a great game. I do love it. It is a great game, and uh, it just uh, it gets overshadowed by Fate of Atlantis, which I think is rightfully so. Fate of Atlantis is yeah. a great great game, uh, and in many ways uh, better than Last Crusade. But that's not to say Last Crusade isn't good. It just kind of gets overlooked because if you're going to talk about an Indiana Jones adventure game. Typically, you're, it's going to lean in the side of Fate of Atlantis, but no, I agree. Which last, came last, out in 1993, probably. No, no, it did not actually. That's 1992, <laughs> which uh, no, God. I did not. Uh, that, that was not a setup this time. I could hear the Mortal Kombat voice saying, finish him as you're talking. <laughs> I was like, oh, here it comes. I'm done. Uh, and uh, yeah, I should clarify. I, I was I was just kind of joking when I said I, did, I actually don't like this game. I don't mean that. What I mean is I used to think that I liked lost crusade more than atlantis and and it's and it that's just, just when i incorrect exactly when i replayed i was like okay you definitely don't you were just trying to be like some hipster who liked the <laughs> weird thing instead um yeah you gotta call yourself out sometimes yeah fair enough all right um well let's see what do i have um okay again more that i'm not really personally familiar with so i'll just kind of get these out of the way uh freddie farkas frontier pharmacist uh, Simon the Sorcerer, 
Uh, these two I'm not familiar with, but they are very highly well esteemed by those who are fans. Uh, Simon the Sorcerer being quite well known for having just amazing, beautiful graphics, um, you know, pixel art graphics. Um, and speaking of amazing pixel art graphics, also out in 1993 was uh, The Legend of Karandia, Hand of Fate, uh, which many actually think is the like pinnacle and peak of uh, point-and-click adventure game pixel art. So you got um, you got those three, which, again, I haven't played a whole heck of a lot of them. Uh, in fact, Simon the Sorcerer and Freddy Farkas I haven't played at all. But, you know, just it's... A little bit of uh, just throwing it in there for the variety. You got a little bit of a representation in the fantasy realm, and the um, and even a little bit of a western in Freddy Farkas. So you know, just playing the diversity field here uh, in terms of setting. Yeah, God, it's it's a strong year. Ninety three is is like it's sounding like the home of all the games that I I own and have been meaning to play, but just haven't yet for for no. No real reason, no biasm or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- all those ones you listed literally are, are always ones I'm like, gotta, I gotta get around to that. I gotta, you know, stop bloody replaying Space Quest and replaying games <laughs> and, and, you know, finally play Simon and Freddie Farkas. You know, I've been meaning to play that for a long time. I think yeah. like Josh Mandel or, uh, and or Allos was involved. Uh, it's supposed to be quite humorous. I want to, yeah, I want to play that Cryandria. Cryandria. Okay, thanks. But you mentioned, uh, Always going back and replaying Space Quest. Do you know what came out in 1993? Ah, shit. Space yeah. Quest Five. Uh, your bloody favorite one that you, <laughs> that you you brainwashed me into being my favorite one too. Now apparently, well, it's tied tied up there with the third one for me, but uh, it is definitely like my top two, and it's up there. And since we're talking about sci-fi's, we might as well also throw in that uh, Star Trek Judgment Rights uh, is in there by Interplay. Yeah, uh, fantastic yeah. point-and-click adventure game the 25th anniversary came the year before judgment rights is kind of the sequel i don't think it really matters what uh you play because i think everything's all serialized it really is a good adaptation of the spirit of the original series so um yeah so you got those two. Oh, speaking might as well close out the list of the sci-fi uh day of the tentacle came out in 1993 <sighs> Which is a bit of a double whammy here because I'll, okay, I'll admit right now I never actually finished Day of the Tentacle. I, I, yeah, I, I talk about um, Maniac Mansion being my favorite, and it is, and that's exactly why I never finished Day of the Tentacle. I always only ever played to the point where I could play Maniac Mansion in Day of the Tentacle, and I never really got past <laughs> that because I would just play Maniac Mansion. So in a way, Maniac Mansion was kind of re-released in 1993. So I'm going to throw that onto my <laughs> oh, list. So Because <laughs> you needed one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, I, if, if I had looked up 93 before we recorded, this, this episode <laughs> would would be totally different because I'd have a different year or... I know. I, I was sweating when I asked you because I, I gave you the first pick and I was sort of like, if he picks 93, I'm screwed. What else am I going to pick? Because if you looked at 93, it's got all of your favorite games on here. So you're obviously going to pick 93 and you didn't. So... <laughs> yeah, there's more coming on your end, shit. And and because I was I was like, you know, I've got really iconic games, which are, you know, again to our listeners, they're coming up. I promise, I, I got something good to say about it. But I, I thought that was enough because they were just that iconic. Yeah, no, but, they're not. Um, nope. But I did uh, I, I did reduce my list down to my final two now. So if you want to uh, if you want to hit me with uh, your best shots now, now's the time. All right, all right. I got three. Here we go. This is this is the. 
the, the, the great comeback. <laughs> the <laughs> comeback. <laughs> that, this is that moment where Rocky's down on the mat and you think he's going to lose, but then Rick starts talking again and he does. Um, <laughs> all right, so I got three. They're great ones. Um, f- forgive the flatness in my voice. You're listening to a defeated man and trying, <laughs> trying to get excited. <laughs> Um, but they, they are great ones. So uh, I, I honestly, I can't even pick in, in any sort of order, so I'm just going to say them. Um, you've got Heroes Quest, came out in 1989. Yes, that is a very good one. And then you've got uh, one of my all, other all-time favorites, uh, The Colonel's Bequest, mm-hmm. making a comeback here. And then finally, um, Space Quest Three. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, so know, I've, I've already, so we're, we're trading blows on the Space Quest there. And uh, since you mentioned Quest for Glory and games that take place in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you know where I'm going with this. I've got Quest yeah. for Glory 4 and Gabriel Knight's Sins of the Fathers to close out yeah. my list. Mm. But you go ahead and please talk about um, your uh, Heroes Quests and your uh, Colonel's Bequests. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, mate. It's... <laughs> It's. Uh, I feel like. Oh I wait, we already pe- talked about those. Never mind. <laughs> Go back through our catalog. We actually have uh, episodes about Quest for Glory series and uh, Colonel's Bequest. Oh yeah, yeah. Well done. Hey, yeah. T- tell you what. By the but uh, you, I don't actually know Gabriel Knight very well. I haven't played it yet. So why don't you tell me why Gabriel Knight is so great? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> this is this a you can't beat him, join him thing. I feel like you've got a shiny new bicycle, and I brought a pet rock to show and tell. <laughs> But I let you ride the bike. <laughs> oh God! All right. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was just thinking with, with Heroes Quest, like a lot of people like four the most in that series. So I'm kind of defeated there. <laughs> I, I, I guess I probably should champion Colonel's Bequest as, as as the best one I've got on here. But, but uh, uh, you know, I put that in Gabriel. I guess equal. I, I maybe like Gabriel a little more. Because again, I've I've already lost. I mean, there's no need to sugarcoat it. <laughs> you could say they're a dead tie, and then be like, "Well, Gabriel Knight has you know Luke Bloody Skywalker doing a voice, so <laughs> checkmate." <laughs> well, just in case, uh, you know, so we have been going on about this. We've been kind of uh, trading back and forth. So let me just go through um, once again my comprehensive list of why 1993 was the greatest year for adventure games. We have Myst, Return to Zork, Freddy Farkas, Simon the Sorcerer, Blue Forest, Return of the Phantom, Seventh Guest, Leisure Suit Larry 6, Please Quest Open Season, Space Quest 5, Quest for Glory 4, Eric the Unready, Simon Max Hit the Road, Shadow of the Comet, Star Trek Judgment Rights, Day of the Tentacle, Gabriel Knight Sins of the Fathers, Legend of Karandia Hand of Fate, Veil of Darkness, and The Adventures of Melvin Freebush. <laughs> That's a strong closing. Uh, well, in okay, m- mine is uh, God a lot shorter than bloody that. <laughs> is uh, we got we got codename Iceman Manhunter Two, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Sex Murphy's Mean Streets, um, Heroes Quest, Leisure Suit Larry Free, Space Quest Free, and the Colonel's Bequest. Okay. So, um, <laughs> listeners at home, why don't you, uh, I, we're going to leave the final judgment to you. Why don't you decide for us based on no, the arguments no, presented please. before us? <laughs> um, I, I'll leave the decision to the jury. Um, please let us know 
if you think Please that 1989 don't. or 1993 <laughs> was the best year for adventure games. Oh God, yeah. Please don't. Jesus Christ. All right, man. This this was this was difficult to probably watch for other people. This is just. <laughs> it's like uh, well. da- it's like David and Goliath. If you were rooting for Goliath <laughs> and Goliath, <laughs> or whoever won. won. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wrong to try and make a, a biblical reference. I knew I'd get it wrong. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, I and you know again I I reiterate um, what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that um, Paul did have free reign to take the first pick for the best year. <laughs> um, I I w- nineteen ninety three was the second choice in this round. Uh, that only strengthens you. <laughs> really, just just makes me look all that more doffed. I appreciate the reiteration there. Crikey, uh, this was this I, was tough. I, I wish I could say, yeah, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time, and we're just joking. But no, I, I'm I'm taking this. Yeah, no, I will hear about this for a few weeks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be reminding you about Kathy Rain just to get off the subject. <laughs> I, I I'm just really happy about this one because um uh because like I said I was so sure you were going to choose 1993 and I was kind of sweating it out I was like oh god he's going to pick 1993 what possible year could come close to 1993 <laughs> uh, yeah I, I knew I was in trouble when you were like you know you should just take 88 and 89 <laughs> I I was actually yeah I was th- considering that I looked at the list I was sort of like. In order for this to be competitive, you'd have to take both years. Yeah, it'd be God. There's just a, there's so much volume in yours, but it's not just volume because you've got you know day of the time. You've got so many just like you've you've also got iconic games on top of the volume. Because honestly, adding AEA wouldn't have helped much. I mean, it, it would have given me Police Quest Two, which we love, and Gold Rush, which which I love. But there wasn't that much else. I was just stoked um, on it because I had them two in the same year. King's Quest Four, I think, came out that that's year. Right. Yeah, that's uh, right. Actually, let me. I'm just gonna pull this up. Let's take a look at what came out. If I granted you 1988, yeah, um, I, I had to, I had to go with 89 because I wanted to go with one that didn't have King's Quest in it to just keep pissing <laughs> everyone off. <laughs> uh, we have we have another Leisure Suit Larry. We have um, another Manhunter. We Zach McCracken. Uh, oh yeah, and then. Um, yeah, and '87 is when all the really good ones come uh, come out again. The, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, '88 yeah, was a strong year. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I I could have given you 1987 as well. I could have given you '87 through '89. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. '88 and '89, there's not enough there, but it, but maybe all three of those. Yeah, because '87 <laughs> was actually a pretty, kind of a slow year uh, in terms of volume. There's only a few came out, but some good ones came out. Space Quest Two. Um, Shadowgate, Police Quest 1, and Maniac Mansion. Oh, and um, the first Leisure Suit Larry. So that that throws some pretty good reinforcements into your army. It's it's interesting because when you're phrasing it this way, it makes me wonder what the 80s versus the 90s would look like because if if I was to add up the, the other 80s years, it would only get better for me, especially as you get into to just childhood favorites and, and okay, nostalgia. Okay, so, so do you want 80s and I'll take the 90s? Yeah, because All right, I think what, with the well, '90s, it's what? only going to get worse for you. Really? Okay. I mean, Let, let's see yeah. how this. Let's see how this looks then. Let's start at right. uh, 1990. Um, 
I've got, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll just go with the highlights. I'm not going to list everything, obviously. Starting with 1990, we got Quest for Glory 2, Trial by Fire, Conquest of Camelot, Loom, Secret of Monkey Island, <laughs> King's Quest V, Space Quest, all like pretty much all the Space Quests from here on out. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, Monkey Islands, of course, Conquests, Heart of China, Willie Beamish, Goblins. We're only at 1991. We're still only like, at the end of 1991 here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Dagger of Amun-Ra. Daughter of Serpents, Lure of the Temptress. Um, you know, we talked about Blade Runner. It comes out like 1997 down here. Uh, we got uh, Grim Fandango, 1998. Quest for Glory 5 closes out the series, 1998. Um, so we've got pretty much all the Quest for Glories except for one. Uh, but we also have the VGA release. So, you know, you still have the full series in there in some form or another. Um, we've got all the Gabriel Knights. Or it's yeah, there's only three of them, right? Right. Uh, we have the we have the longest journey, which is sort of like the the start of the new age of uh, uh, of adventure games. Uh, I know this was like quite a ways back. I think '96, but uh, Neverhood was up there somewhere. Oh, nice. Um, Discworld. Uh, do do I really need to keep going? Like. No, I'm about to like poke my child with a stick just to make him wake up and end this for me. <laughs> oh, I gotta go, mate. He's you know, bloody gonna be a parent or whatever. No, this is I I, re- I regret everything I said a few moments ago <laughs> because uh, you know I've I've got for example I've got the like, King's Quest one through four. That's why King's Quest fans, I'm giving you your minute. Um, <laughs> I've got King's Quest one through four, and. It, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like the 90s almost have everyone's favorite versions of the series. Yeah. <laughs> like the 80s, you know, it's like, well, you know, I, I love the you, I love the first one. I mean, it's the first one. You've got, you've got to love the first one. And yeah, that's well and true. But a lot of times, you know, the, the series has got better as they went on. <laughs> um, and, and that's where they, they rest in the 90s. Because I've got, you know... Um, from from eighty nine backwards, let's say you know I, I've got uh, goddamn Hoyle's book of cards. Bloody, all right, I've got. <laughs> it's gonna break me. Well, you started like, eighty nine, and we've covered eighty eight and eighty seven. So going backwards from there, we have. It gets yeah, it gets pretty bleak. I mean, <laughs> we've got Black Cauldron, the first two King's Quests, you know, uh, bloody ugh, the high res adventure series. Um, <laughs> Which are good for historical studies, but not actually playing. Um, mixed up Mother Goose. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely regret that thing I said a few moment, minutes ago, for sure. Well, Unless you know, maybe maybe the, anyone listening can, can come to, to the eighties defense because it, it's <laughs> guys. Is this live? Because um, it, it's one of those things again. It's like. You know, you're always tempted to give credit to the very first one. Like, I do love Space Quest 1. And therefore, yes. it's like the 80s is the home of of, of that embodiment of, of the first ones and the beginning and the trailblazers. But it's like, you know, is Space Quest 1 a better game than, than 3, 4, or 5? Absolutely not. Um, so that's almost like the 80s versus the 90s in a nutshell. It's it's the the first of a lot of these, but is it the better of them? I put Space Quest 1 up pretty high on my list. It's in the top half of the series for me. Uh, is it not? Uh, being, a, being a fan of 6, for me, it's... it's I love it, but it's it's just the second to the bottom. They're, like, basically, the only Space Quest game I'm, I'm not enamored with is, is the second one. That is true for me. And uh, 2 and 6 are kind of my outliers. 
and the rest are just solid straight on through. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, sorry. I, I, I tried to come up with something devil's advocate and I just can't. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's been like in my shoes for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some great games. Like you said, there, there's a reason why you chose 89, um, Heroes Quest, Space Quest 3, Colonel's Bequest. Yeah, I, I would totally, I'm all in for those guys. Just um, not versus the 90s, not versus 1993. <laughs> so, um, but but good job. You uh, you went down uh, swinging. Don't, don't. I can feel you putting a gold foil star on my chest right now and tapping it <laughs> twice and then calling me chief or pal. <laughs> um, all right. So, um all right, well, we're not going to make you guys choose between 93 and 89 because we, I think we've kind of decided on that one. But if anybody out there <laughs> has a different year that you think beats both of our years, let us know. You can find us on Facebook. We have a page. We have a group. You can find us on Twitter at the CG Guild. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Sometimes we post there at CGG Podcast. And um, if you'd like to support the show... We have a Patreon. You can find us at the Classic Gamers Guild. and um, Or you can send us an email. Because remember, emails used to be a thing. They still kind of are. Write us at mail at classicgamersguild.com. Actually, don't. Make us a handwritten letter with ink and quill and send it via homing pigeon. That would be very classy. Sure. Right? You get, get one of them little wax stamps where you drip <laughs> it on the envelope. and <laughs> so Sometimes... Uh, Sometimes carrier pigeon is a more reliable way of getting hold of you than your internet over in Colorado. <laughs> Better than using bloody Yahoo, am I right? I don't know. <laughs> 2006 joke like that. <laughs> <laughs> On the AOL instant messenger. Ah, oh, better one. Nice. <laughs> throw, throw us an ICQ. Do me a favor. Fix my joke in editing, please. <laughs> <laughs> nah, No. <laughs> all right well i guess that's that's it don't uh don't do a murder too late i slaughtered you <laughs> i you you probably didn't hear this because i edited it but it took me like 10 seconds to think of that <laughs>